Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. We are back again for a bit of drama, a bit of Bachelor episode 6 of season 25. Now, we start off, don't we? It's a follow-up. And, and, and honestly, Chris, I lose kind of where time happens in these episodes. It doesn't seem to follow week by week, but we finished off last season with MJ and Jasenia having a bit of a, a set two. You know, there was a rose up for grabs. What did you make of how that all unfolded? Well, I've called out MJ from the start, Dave. She, she's been on my radar, and I do think what happened tonight was the correct thing. But I think Jasenia then started flipping it on MJ and she just would not leave that alone, Dave. Dog with a bone. It ended up that I was with Jasenia all the way and then the way she carried it on and on and on and I'm like, you've won. She's going to go. It was obvious she was going to go. Matt was having none of it. I just ended up with Jasenia going, you know what? Just fuck off. I don't <laughs> care now. You, you, There's too much of this going on, isn't there, where people are trying to prove a point and then it just erupts into something. So so I think MJ was the good call, Dave. However, I was sick of hearing about this argument. After about two minutes of him just going backwards and forwards, I thought nobody's going to win. It was like two kids getting in the last word. It was just pathetic. <laughs> it was two kids. Uh, I mean, I sent you the Jimmy Kimmel oh, thing so from good. last week. That was so <laughs> it was just nails on, wasn't it? Especially, you know, if you've not seen it, check it out. It's Jimmy Kimmel Live on Instagram. And it's just MJ and Jasenia, but you've got children's voices. It's a bit like the Harry Bows advert. <laughs> you know, it's just like, la, 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 la. I'm not listening to you, doo-doo head. And, you know, oh, it's just. It's just really brilliant because it, it just highlights just how pathetic it all is. But I have to say, I do think, you know, MJ, she's almost like, uh, do you remember in Split, Chris? You know, and, yes. and if anyone's not seen that, it's got James McAvoy and he's got split personalities and he just changes from one persona to the other. I thought, I thought MJ was scarily like that. You know, one minute she's you know, crying and really distraught and everything. And the next minute, she just has this steely expression, as you would say, a resting bitch face. And you're like, fucking hell, that was quick. It was mad. So I do think Matt made the right call. At one point, I thought both of them are going here. Yeah. Um, I certainly didn't think Jasenia was going to get a rose. It, it was almost as if he had a kind of 51%, 49% decision. And then she got a rose out of it because he was saying, like, you know, he's got this connection with MJ. I honestly didn't really see much of that. You know, MJ's saying she knows there's a connection there and it's worth fighting for. Um, Jasenia says she's there for Matt. And MJ's saying, my heart is so big. And I, I, Matt's saying he's surprised that you know, about what he's heard. In fact, he's twist a knife again. If, if MJ wasn't a hundred percent pissed off with Jasenia. He's like, "Yeah, I was really surprised when Jasenia dropped your name." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and you know, MJ's like, I, "I know you need a wife that preaches peace and harmony." That fucking line again. Um, so I'm thinking, I, you know, Matt's conflicted. I, I'm thinking to myself, just send them both home. I, I, 
there is not enough evidence from what he's being told. It's one person's word against another's there. But he did. He decided to send MJ home. So I just thought from that conversation, I didn't see how Matt could make that decision. Dave, you're right. And and I think it all goes in tandem with Victoria last week. MJ's delusion of her own surroundings, her own actions is is unbelievable. And it, it on, on a wider scale, it questions all of us. Are we all is that fucking deluded when we can't see? when we've been an arse and a bitch, because she was her and Victoria from the get-go together were just a horrible double act. I was sort of hoping that once Victoria left, and this we had this in last week's episode, that she would maybe think, you know what, I have been a bit of a dick. I'm going to go in the background. I'm going to, you know, lick my wounds, apologise. Let's move on. Within fucking, you know, it looked like within 10 minutes of her going, Victoria, she just carried it on with uh, Jesenia. So, Victoria. I- um, MJ, sorry, MJ. Yeah, <laughs> her as well, Dave. I've got Victoria on the brain at the moment because. Yeah. Of, but anyway, MJ, you're right. Sorry. So, so I just think, unfortunately, what she was saying to Jasenia, then she's doing the crying thing, and and you know what? I don't understand. It's that thing when when Matt calls any of these girls out, they all go, "I can't breathe," and it's like a sympathy <laughs> yeah. thing to try and win him over that by bringing the tears on, and and that it, it'll it'll empathise with him and go, "I tell you what, I'll give you a chance." He's got to have been led by the producers, Dave, because you are correct. Matt has not seen any of this. And if he's taking Jasenia's word at it, if he'd done that, Victoria would have had everybody out the way she was because she was deluded. Yeah. She, everybody was at fault but Victoria. So if Matt's taking a face-to-face conversation as gold, then everybody who moans at him, he would kick all the others out. And that's simply not right. I just think he's been told you've got to get him out. And I think that's... That's the way it's led. And I, th- I think today, Dave, and I know we're going to talk about it, and I'm not doing my usual, Dave, by jumping to the end. Um, but <laughs> this whole but. episode was so led by the producers and a storyline. It stu- it, this episode stands out more than anything for me. Well, you know what? In particular, so right after, you know, MJ's led out and uh, the girls come in and they all sit around, you know, so so the camera is there in the fourth wall, isn't it? So they're in a nice kind of uh, <laughs> shape there. Chris, how staged was that talk? Because if you get a bunch of girls and they're all crowded round, you'll have different bits of conversations going on. It, you'll just have this natural talking and you have different groups within the whole group. It was so staged that everyone was quiet and everyone would have their little say and everyone else was quiet while they said something. And it it was just, Chris, it was so soap opera. I can't remember what Rachel said, but, you know, something about looking forward to the cocktail party or something like that. And through the week, Chris... I forget how staged this is. <laughs> and then I come into an episode, I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to a bit of The Bachelor. But then things like this, where it's just so false and, and bad soap opera acting, it, it just winds me up. And, and like I say, it was that that whole dynamic where someone says something particularly poignant and, and then everyone else is quiet and then someone else speaks. I was just like, oh, God, this is it's rubbish. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, it is because, because you know, unfortunately, me and you saw something on social media, didn't we, regarding Katie? So, so 
this to me was what basically ultimately happened in the episode for me. This was so staged. I totally agree. I don't like Serena C. Dave. I think she's got the mean girl stuff in her as well. I didn't understand that. Katie has been stand up for me more than anyone. Well, well it's the fact that Serena C. So, so, so Chris Harrison walks in, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Bertie Big Bollocks. He fucking walks in and the girls are like, <laughs> Ooh, God, that's not the guy I was expecting. And he he sort of says that you know Matt's a bit drained after the whole experience of the night, and so just wants to go straight to the co- uh, straight to the rose ceremony. Doesn't want to have the cocktail party. So a lot of the girls are, are really kind of upset by that. Ryan, in particular, you know, is turning on the waterworks. She just wanted to have that time with Matt. Um, but Serena C says. You know, all of this could have been avoided if the whole issue of bullying and toxicity hadn't been brought up, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, well, I don't know how Serena C knows it was Katie. We saw Matt had dropped Katie's name in it the the other week, didn't we? So unless Victoria's said something to Serena C, I I don't know how she knows that it was Katie. (laughs) But, you know, I, I, I... Katie had said earlier that like MJ was the last of the mean girls. We've called out Serena C in the last couple of weeks, I think, and, and said, no, she's one of them as well. She's a bit yeah. more subtle with it. But then it's like you get rid of one mean girl and another one bubbles to the top. Yeah, I didn't I didn't understand that at all. And and Serena C's whole um journey then for like 10 minutes they had a massive stand-up argument i did think katie wasn't completely innocent some of her reactions were a bit childish but then again if she's been living with these people for nearly four weeks and having to put up with this how you you end up and i'm not just saying it there might be people who supporting serena c out there but you probably end up dave talking on their level where it's like well even speak to you rationally and explain because when katie said to the other girls the other week this has got to stop. They were slagging off Sarah, you know, and I'm still dubious mm-hmm. that Sarah's going to come back and make a fucking return. No, it's not time but, now. Well, well, maybe not, but but that was my prediction, wasn't it? You could be right. But, you know, we were speculating and they were slagging her off and she's like, just leave her, she's gone. Move on. You know, like yeah. I, I, I've not seen anything, unless obviously it's clever editing, I've seen nothing from Katie to suggest that Serena's outburst was correct. I'm not saying it's not, because we don't live there with them, but what we've seen and what we on the TV is that basically Katie has been pretty stand up and she's called out and weeded out the bullies. And, and, and the argument was quite pathetic. It wasn't Katie sort of stormed off and then it carried on again. And I'm like, <laughs> the fucking... thing is, they, they, they weren't hearing each other and they weren't going to agree. So Katie did storm off. I, personally, I don't see it the same way as you. I don't think she did anything wrong there. I, I think she was just arguing. And she was saying, you know, essentially it's it's one of those, isn't it? It's like, well, if you'd have just kept your mouth shut, if you'd have, if you'd have let us carry on bullying Sarah and bad <laughs> yeah, her, yeah. none of this would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> My friends would still be here. Yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. So it's your fault for fucking calling us out, you bitch. <laughs> you know, that's what she was saying, wasn't it? Um but it's the fact that Serena C goes back, and this is all, we'll come back to the rose ceremony because this is all kind of after the rose ceremony. So we know that Katie and Serena C were kept in. And Serena C goes back to the group. Katie stormed off. She goes back to the group. And then she just, she tells her own narrative about what Katie said. 
So she says, like, oh, you know, she said she's not really here for Matt and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so fortunately, I was glad that Katie walked back into that and said, what, you know, what are you whispering for? <laughs> and she says, oh, you know, I just told everyone you weren't here for Matt. And, you know, it's just like you can see this whole dynamic and how, you know, proper divides in real life kind of happen. You, you get this nonsense drama where everyone's kind of, a bit full of shit, to be honest, Chris. <laughs> Basically, yeah, that's, that's the way I'd probably describe it, Dave. But, but again, you know, you, you go to the rose ceremony, and we'd seen this rumor online, haven't we? And you know, everyone get, and Serena again's vying for Katie. She doesn't deserve a, a rose. She doesn't deserve a rose. And it, we get this little um, bitchy dynamic between them. And obviously Serena does get a rose and a couple of the girls are, you know, they're really upset, aren't they, Dave? So, so we, we lose Maggie, Brittany and Ryan. Um, and, uh, I'm pretending I've not just read your notes, Dave, because I'm not organized, (laughs) but anyway, (laughs) I've got to give you credit there. You know, how unprepared I am, but but they leave like, you know, really knew everyone's name. And, um, you know they've gone. I think that's fine. I think I think they didn't feature a lot. A lot of them weren't getting the dates, and that obviously carries on after that. But then we lead into Piper's date, don't we, Dave? So what did you think of that? Do you think that was genuine? Yeah, I I actually like this date. So when it was all dark, and and I can't remember if they'd shown a bit of this last week, but when it was all dark, I'm thinking, oh, is this a bit of a haunted house thing? We saw that in the Bachelorette, didn't we? In Tasha's, uh, yeah. Tasha took out easy for this like haunted house experience. I'm thinking it's going to be like that. But then switches the lights on. You got this massive fairground there. I have to wonder where is that? Where is that? You know, is it is it kind of on the grounds? Have they driven them out somewhere? I I just couldn't figure out because usually, you know, if it's in the vicinity, all the girls are, are like meerkats, aren't they? And, and trying to see yeah. what's going on. But no, I thought this was really good. I thought it was a nice fun date. You know, they were playing the games and seemed to be quite a lot of chemistry there. Yeah, and is this the one where they had the band as well? Which was nice where they were dancing. So, so in that. the yeah, so after they'd had all the kind of games and what have you, they go into a dinner date, um, and then they they kind of walk in. You you often have these like little bands that show up, don't you? So I, I'd never heard of them. Was it Temo Cooler Road or something like that? I've never heard of them <laughs> to be honest, Chris. You know, and they have a bit of a dance. They share a bit of a snog, a bit of a kiss. Uh, you know, so. I, I thought that one went went quite well. And she actually says, Chris, I'm falling in love with you, which mm. is quite quite high up the scale, you know, yeah. in terms of putting your cards down on the table. So, uh, and Matt, he never actually says the same back, you know, he, he sort of <laughs> says, oh, yeah. He doesn't quite say, uh, uh, see if you get end. this reference, he doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't quite say ditto, but it's not far away from that. No, do, you, do, you remember, do you remember who says that? That's in uh, Ghost. It is old yeah. Patrick Swayze hey Dave, himself. I, that I was his line, that, wasn't it? If you don't mind, I was there. I was in that film. Um, Jennifer, Jennifer Grey. Jennifer Grey. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I led right into that. I even answered me when you said it. So. <laughs> you bastard. Right. Anyway, um, no, but you're right, and, and I think. Yeah, it was genuine. I just I'm saying that he literally patted her on the head and went, "Oh, that's yeah, that's nice." Yeah, because <laughs> nice, yeah. where's he going to go if he says he loves her? The, the show's over, isn't it? Pretty much. But yeah, I will say, Dave, you know, the way this has gone tonight, honestly, 
I, I know it's all producer led, and it's when people say who who have been involved in it, like you, you do not know the half of it. This was just the whole episode for me was off tonight. It was great for that bit of Serena and Katie having a dust up, but. I could just see where everything had gone and the leak about Katie, which I just kept thinking, this is not going to happen. So obviously we have a game before then, don't we? We have the bowling game and everyone's got the bowling gear on and, and Matt's doing the business and all that. And they all look like the part of a, you know, the, yeah, the big bowling team, Dave, you know, the, the, <laughs> it, it was, it was good for what it is. Again, it was good for what it is. But then that guy turns up, Dave, his mate, and it's like so Tyler, yeah, Tyler, yeah, his mate who we got set, we got told, didn't we, that when Matt got took off the Bachelorette, Claire's Bachelorette. So I don't it, think he was ever on the Bachelorette. I, I think he was a mate of Tyler who's on the Bachelorette. I think I thought uh, that was the message, wasn't it? No, uh, well, you could be right, but when the, the message we got was that he was on the series, but they pulled him before they started filming to make him the Bachelor. He was on there with Dale and that. So I don't know whether he was on the initial bit, Dave, before lockdown, and then they pulled him because he was good on camera. I don't know. I'm yeah, sure we got I, that in an I, email. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he was a friend of someone. He I is think a friend he's friends with, him, yeah. with like Hannah yeah. Brown or something. Yeah. I don't think he was actually a contestant. But I again, who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got got these half remembered facts, but uh, <laughs> none of these are seasons that we've actually seen. So, I mean, uh, yeah. So, I have to ask you just before we get into the the bit of a pool the pool chat with uh, Tyler C. There, what's the point in these games, Chris? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even <laughs> think they're entertaining half of the time, Dave. That, just... that's, the, that's the problem. That's why I'm asking. It's like, all right, you know, again, if it was me there, I, I, I quite like a bit of bowling. It's a bit fun, isn't it? Um, you know, you've got no ringers usually, so no one who's like really, really good at it. So it's always, you know, again, I, I, the, the final scores, Chris, were the blue bombshells with 454, the pink petals with 448. So ridiculously close. Right, so I, I I don't believe those scores for a start, but then you know the winning team gets to spend some time with Matt, but so do the losing team as well. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, watching people bowl on screen, I'm not sure is the greatest entertainment. So it's not for entertainment. Is it there for you know a bit of competition, spend time with Matt? Maybe it's there for that, but it's not that either. So I know they can't just have lovey-dovey dates you know, uh, uh, for the whole season. But I, I, I want these games to mean something, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. someone gets booted off or something. Some, something, I agree, something significant. I know it's at the time because it's a two-hour show, isn't it? So they fill it out. And like we said last week, you literally got two or three episodes in one, didn't you, the way it all went. We had the Mean Girls going and we had the, the nicey dates. Then we had a bit at the end with MJ. And this, this follows the same pattern. It, it's very strange watching it. And understanding that sometimes this is one episode the way it goes out. Because, I mean, yeah. they, they can't do 20, 30 episodes. I understand that. But it's, it's so long each week, some of this. Can, can I just say as well, like, in that game, sorry to keep going on about the game, right? Abigail comes up for the last throw, right? <laughs> and we get the camera right on Abigail. Yeah. Now... I thought all of the girls, I thought their form was a little bit off. I thought they were throwing the ball a bit too far behind the line. You know, they, they had a, a good half meter that they could have got close to the line there. I'm not bowling obsessive, by the way, but I do like a game. Yep. 
she seemed to throw it with some force and right down the middle from that camera angle. It looked to me right down the middle. And he went off. Camera switches <laughs> to the other side and you get this pee roller, this really yeah. slow ball that yeah. just disappears down the down the lane. And I'm like, that is not the same fucking throw. No, no, I saw that because I was thinking that if it was me, male pride and all that, be the ego kicks. I'd be like, you better fucking re-edit that. I did not throw a brick down there like that. There was no, you know, I did think the same, Dave. <laughs> it, it, I wouldn't have noticed so much, but that was bang on the middle of the the lane, and and you know it can spin off down the side and and whatever. But it's the fact that it was so slow as well when it went down. It was like. No, that's bullshit. Bullshit, producers. Bullshit. Yes, Dave. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. And then we get a date with Rachel, didn't we, Dave? With the whole uh, massage incident. Oh, yes, yes. So so did you not want to talk about the Tyler C. Pool thing then? Uh, yeah, let's talk about Tyler C. Pool. Because <laughs> <laughs> that leads up to the, to the date, doesn't it? Yeah, so, it does. You know, this is his best mate. And so, you know, Tyler C seemed to be just saying, you know, you, it's all the same fucking cliches. I don't, again, I don't know why. You know what, Chris? What is it with this cliquey, incestuous thing about previous contestants? Because well. he didn't say anything to me, uh, uh, not to me personally, but he didn't say anything <laughs> to Matt that was like some some inspirational piece of advice or yeah. something that you think, oh, that's good advice that, you know, yeah. he'll yeah. be able to take that. He's just kind of saying, you know, just go with the process, follow your heart, all the usual cliches. Again, I'm like, is this something that Bachelor Nation loves? It's like, oh, it's that a C? Oh, and he's his mate, and he's from a previous season as well. It's like... I don't know if it's because we don't have that emotional attachment, but I just find it just, I don't know, it rubs me the wrong way that it's this incestuous group of people. Yeah, I, I think uh, he's still there, Dave. I am. Oh, I thought you'd gone off. Right, okay. Don't no, worry. I just I'll, finished I'll talking. Let... That's how okay. conversations work. <laughs> <laughs> You say something and then the other right. person speaks. Yeah, yeah, that, that's usually how it goes, Dave. But anyway, I agree. I agree because we have. I have no thing in this race. We've not watched enough Bachelor to understand. You know, we, we've got a letter to read by our good friend Didi, and we get a little bit not called out, but she mentions the whole Chris Harrison. It's the final rose thing. Sam said it to me. Sam's listening to it on Cat. She's behind us, Dave, by a few episodes. She listened to the podcast and she's like. Oh, I was cringing. One, you said Labu, uh, you said Jimmy Chews, not fucking Labuton. So <laughs> oh, I forgot I'm in about deep that. Trouble. Thank you. I'm, in deep, I'm in deep trouble about that anyway. Thanks, Lorraine, on Facebook for that, um, for, for dropping me in it. And fucking, you sent me a picture of someone drawing a pair of um, high heels with red thing on the bottom. I don't want to talk Painted about that. Them. Yeah. The I don't want to talk about that. I got that completely wrong. But I, I agree. I think, and the Chris Harrison. And now Sam's like, now you've said it, I can't unsee Chris Harrison just coming and going, this is the final rose. You know <laughs> he did it again <laughs> tonight. No, no. I just, just want to just want to let you know, we're all counting on you. <laughs> yeah, I've ruined it for everyone now. I've put that in. Everyone can't unsee the, the one rose special. I apologise, everyone. But um, so, so apparently, uh, uh, the Game of Roses, I think, podcast, I, I haven't listened to it for a good while, but apparently... They, they've noticed that as well, and they call it the dark touch. They, they, <laughs> they, 
they refer to Chris Harrison as like the the old dark overlord or something like that. <laughs> just I think it's pretty funny, but again, it's just nonsense, isn't it? That's yeah. his moment to shine. How many takes do you reckon it it, it takes him to do that? He's like, <laughs> just want to let you know, this is the final rose for tonight. Oh wait, wait, no, I need to emote more. Let let me do that again. <laughs> yeah. We're feeling. Let me do it with feeling. All right, all right, Chris. We've done fifteen takes now. Nothing's changed, you know. But <laughs> no, but I agree. The Tyler C thing and that he added nothing. And I don't think. I mean, it was nice. Rachel and Matt have got a good chemistry. I think really do, and it was a nice date. Dave, I don't know what point I was supposed to laugh at his his massage bit. Was this supposed to be some canned laughter somewhere? We've been reviewing one division, and I was waiting for the canned laughter to come in as well. It just, I don't know. It might be funny for them, but for me, I just didn't. I didn't. No, I didn't get it. I just didn't find it funny. Yeah, I mean. It... The thing is, you've seen setups like this before on on other things, haven't you? Yeah. You know, um, oh, what's the what what's the group where where there's like four guys and they're all mates and they all get each other to do in these us. challenges? Oh, um, not in between us. Jokers, in practical jokers. In practical jokers, that's it. And they really push the boat out, and it is genuinely really funny. I'm with you. I was like. All right, they they Katie and Matt seem to be uh, getting on really well, having a bit of a laugh with it, but it, it wasn't that funny. I don't think you know. And, and again, it's yeah, nah. It was like PG funny, wasn't it? But I was yeah. waiting for them to push the boundaries a lot more. Yeah, me too, me too. And then after that, Dave, we so I can talk about this rumor. I know I keep alluding to it, but the rumor was. Um, and it was revealed, wasn't it, by is it that thingy Steve guy, the one who does reality the reality Steve, reality yeah, Steve yeah. that Katie was leaving. Now, obviously, she gets a rose about halfway through, and I'm thinking, well, this Steve's got it wrong. Katie's front and centre, which is why I think this was a hatchet job, because the rumour is that Katie's going to be the Bachelorette. And I think they've pulled her out of this show for that reason, because obviously she can't carry on with Matt. All of a sudden, Matt's having doubts over the one person who's been genuine and has stuck it a neck out and told him. She's not been telling tales. She's been down the middle pretty much. And he decides that he's got a better connection with someone else. I'm calling fucking bullshit, Dave. This is absolutely nonsense. And it's made me question. Where, and I know it's not going to... Six months down the line, whoever Matt gets with, he's going to bin off anyway, or she's going to bin him off. It's all <laughs> bullshit. Once the fucking magazine deals dry up, they both fuck off into the sunset. Oh, However... we got got to tell you, so it flashed up this morning. Claire's unfollowed Dale. Oh, Instagram. my God, Dave. I tell you what, I am so shocked. I've got my, had, my hand on my forehead. I'm absolutely devastated by that fake revelation. Um, look... This is going to be the same with fucking Matt. I question the whole show now. I love it, and it's ridiculous. Katie going is the one of the most stupid and obvious things. If he has no connection with her, you can't grow feelings if there's just not something there. I totally agree on that. However, we've seen nothing to suggest that Matt is not into Katie at all. And I just find this whole thing about not giving her a rose and letting her go is just a setup for the Bachelorette. Because Katie's going to be a good Bachelorette. She's not going to stand any messing, Dave. But I'm like, come on, this is just nonsense. It, it was weird, wasn't it? When he said that, you know, his, basically his heart's just not in it, I was like, you spend like a few dates with lots and lots of people 
I didn't see anything to suggest there wasn't anything there. And he's saying he, he feels further along with other people romantically. And that's fine if you, you know, I, I must admit, I did get a bit of a friend vibe uh, more from him. But, you know, when, when Katie was turning up for both the, the day spa and also the, the dinner date, I mean, she was proper doing the old staged run towards him and jump on him, give him a massive hug kind of thing. So she seemed all in. And I just don't know how you can decide with so little time, like genuinely so little one-on-one time with each person. So, you know, at the end of the day, Katie's been booted out before, say, Serena C. What the fuck have we seen with Matt and Serena C before? I don't know. I don't know, Dave, because Serena C, for me, was the one who was up for it. I just didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't yeah. get that. Well, again, there has to be something. And also, Dave, this ties into the, again, the shock return that we got. You know, and we haven't <laughs> talked about it because it, it does tie in with Kate. This is where I think is the reason Katie's going because we get a returning contestant who somehow knows exactly where they're filming it. She comes in a car on the off chance, Dave. And uh, then Chris Harrison's there with, you know, the security guard was a disgrace of an actor. I'm not a great actor, but it was so fair. <laughs> Mr. Harrison, there's somebody here to see you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, really? And you've got three cameramen around you, but you weren't expecting it, was you, Chris, at all? <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> Do you reckon the camera crew are there, like, for the whole season? Just in case someone drives up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, fucking hell, lads, this is our time to shine. Yeah. (laughs) Someone actually here. So, yeah, and it's like Chris Harrison's like, no, we're in fake quarantine. I mean, quarantine. (laughs) You know, you have to go. He says, you've got to go back to your hotel. So it's not like she's just driven there. How does Chris Harrison know she's in a fucking hotel? Why is she in a hotel? She's in a hotel because she's coming on the bachelor. (laughs) She's had the phone call. (laughs) Katie's going. We need to bring you in. And it's not even like, I thought she knew Matt. She's going off a recommendation for someone saying, Matt, I'd be perfect for you. And I'm like, this this is Hannah. You know, and I think Hannah is a bit of a Bachelor Nation favourite. So, again, she name drops. And and apparently they were just there, probably also in quarantine, Chris, I imagine. Bollocks. Um, So, yeah, but just because Hannah said, oh, Matt Matt and you would be a perfect match, she decides to check herself into a hotel on the off chance that she can actually muscle her way into a season that's over halfway through. Well, I guess it's not quite over halfway, is it? But it's it's quite far gone now. Um, and apparently, you know, she was from Colton season. Again, they all know each other because it's this little incestuous gang, you know, of previous contestants. And, and so, yeah, again, another complete setup. Um, I mean, she's a pretty girl, isn't she? She, she oh, looks yeah. actually quite fun when she was doing the... Again, it's probably all staged, isn't it? But, you know, she's in the hotel room and just pissing about and stuff, trying to keep herself entertained. But fucking hell, Chris, the only the only thing I could think, when she walked in, actually, did you notice she had to drive herself? I don't, yeah. I don't know what that was all about, because usually, you know, there's, there's chauffeurs on standby. don't know whether it was their night off. Or it's just for some effect. Like, you know, it's just to accentuate the fact that she's bringing herself to the party kind of thing, even though it's all set up. (laughs) 
when she walks in and she wa- she smiles at the girls or grimaces at the girls and then just makes a left. She has got some Professor X tele- telepathic fucking stuff going on there, Chris, because she knows exactly the room out of this massive fucking hotel. She knows exactly where Matt is. But when she walked past the girls without saying anything, I thought, oh, fucking thank God Victoria's not here. <laughs> and even without Victoria or MJ or uh, who's the other one? Um, who's the bully? Anna. Anna. Anna, without them there? Even the ones that are left who haven't been bullies, they are going to fucking tear you a new one because <laughs> they are not going to be happy. Emotions are going to be high. Uh, she interrupts Matt and Piper, and Matt's sort of giggling away. He recognizes her from a previous season, you know, even though they've never actually met. And, uh, yeah, I just so set up, Chris. But it's going to set up a great bit of drama for next week. You're damn right, Dave. You're damn right. And like I say, I've called the whole show out, but I'm still fucking going to be tuning in. Now, Dave, we've had an email from our good friend, Dee Dee. So she does call us out slightly. Um, she's fine. That's all right. We like we like a bit of a roast. I, I actually haven't read this one. but Oh, it's a good one. So it, it says Bachelor Stuff. Hi, Chris and Dave. So good to hear your voices the last few weeks. I've been shackled in my computer working in my little home office. A little pandemic fatigue here, but having your podcast to look forward to makes me smile. So that's great. Thanks, Didi. A couple of thoughts to you. A couple of thoughts for you from the last episode. First, I wonder if the show cut off for you, but Katie did go and speak to Matt at the end of the previous show. It was funny because she walked out and Matt was chatting with a group of masked people in hoodies who I can only assume are producers who then yeah. kind of slunk away Homer Simpson style into the bushes. Yeah, we all know <laughs> about that, Dave, don't we? Uh, she was very careful with her words and didn't name anyone, but Matt unraveled it in the next episode when he spoke to Brittany. Katie wisely, in my opinion, did not volunteer that. She was the one who spoke to Matt about how life in the house was going. Too bad Matt let slip accidentally or on purpose later, mm-hmm. um, which we know about. Jesenia fessed up late in the episode to talking to Matt, and now she has to listen to MJ yell about fucking peace and harmony. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress also. It's well known that Chris Harrison has two jobs no matter what. Announce the final roles of the night with a pat on the back or shoulder <laughs> to the lead. And ting his champagne glass to signal the end of a cocktail party and beginning of the rose ceremony. These are sacred and timed on as traditions that can, only he can perform. And finally, oh, the come end... on, Dee Dee. Yeah, come on, Dee Dee. Skill is required for that. I want I, his I job. I appreciate everyone can get it. And, and I always say with things like actors and things like that, you know, I genuinely know I couldn't do that. Um, and I'm sure there is a lot of love out there for Chris Harrison, but coming in with, you know, semi-fresh eyes, it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> I want his job. Anyway, and finally, the end of the journey for Anna and Victoria. I think Anna got caught up and made some really poor decisions to try and get ahead. That really bit her in the ass, and I hope she learns from it. Vicky, on the other hand, is li- living in a world of make-believe where she's the smartest, most lovely spreader of joy in any situation. <laughs> Another friend pointed it out as an incredible sense of entitlement. And you guys pointed out that it was likely she's never been told no. I didn't Mm -hmm. like how production really stoked the flames after paying lip service in the past to how terrible bullying is. It'll be interesting to see where where the conversation goes from here. Least I end on 
to a, on a serious note, I see from the Facebook page that Temptation Island starts on February the 16th. I hope I can find somewhere to watch as I no longer have USA Network on my cable. Looking forward to hearing you next week, DD in Arizona. So amazing email, Dave. Where did we get called out? Was it for the Chris Harrison thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. <laughs> we, we'll go with that, DD. We'll go. I still want his job, but we'll go with that. No, I, 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 like I say, I can fully uh, not believe. Um, I get it. I get yeah. that you know yeah, people like this little bit, but yeah. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things for me. It's probably been going on so long. You know, do you think there are people? You think it's a drinking game when Chris Harrison says something? Or I, I, for me, I, I can appreciate people love it, but um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to stop that being funny. To be honest, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. As always, if you want to contact us at CD Reality Cast. Uh, on t- social media, and he said, uh, I, "I don't know." said comments in motion. Then, Dave, that's a different podcast. See uh, <laughs> me on social media. If you want to email us, like Dee Dee, get some emails in, guys. We've not had any for a few weeks. Big thanks to Dee Dee. CDRealityCast at gmail And as always, if you get a chance, drop us a review on the show and your podcast catching out. So uh, another week in the bag, Dave. Bachelor is fantastic. It's fake as fuck. I love it, and I can't wait to see you next week, my friend. Well, we'll see each other next week, won't we, when we're discussing The Bachelor. But as Dee Dee says there, we've got the uh, Temptation Island coming out, haven't we? Dave, and I'm clapping like a seal because I can't fucking wait. That is going to be horrendous. Oh, I've seen some of the like, lead-up footage just that they've, they've dropped on Twitter. And I just don't give these couples, I, I don't give any of them any chance. Now, sometimes, I think it was season one, uh, there was a couple on it and they ended up coming out even stronger. So they went in, you know, with the, you know, when one partner's talking and the other one's just making faces and yeah. eye rolling, <laughs> it's one of those jobs, but that's what all these couples seem to be in it. You know, they get asked like, what's, what's your best date or where's the, where's the most, um, you know, exciting place you've ever had sex. And they're, they're all giving answers. And then the partners are like, that wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, this is going to be a massive car crash, and I can't wait. Dave, me too, <laughs> my friend, me too. <laughs> so, I'll see you next time. Bye now. <laughs>